Welcome to Mama's Roots Are Showing podcast, where we recognize that we get one motherhood. If you would rather not wing it, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Nicola, and I love to research all things motherhood related and then share what I have discovered to help moms live intentional, empowered, and joyful motherhood. If finding yourself in motherhood sounds better than losing yourself in motherhood, I invite you to join me as we explore the nooks and crannies of this once-in-a-lifetime journey. Today, we are going to unpack connection and why I like to call it the secret sauce of parenting. This is the way that we fill our cups. So grab a cup of tea, grab some coffee, grab a glass of wine, and tune in. Speaking of wine, I want to introduce you to a wonderful company called Dry Farm Wines. Dry Farm Wines is my go-to for finding and drinking beautiful, organic, biodynamic wine. So I learned about a little over a year ago that wine can be labeled organic, and yet all that means is that the grapes were farmed organically. And it can have up to 76 awful ingredients in it that don't have to be shared on a nutrition label. So Dry Farm Wines is solving this problem for the consumer. They only source the best organic, biodynamic wine from all around the world. They have a subscription that is right for everyone. You can do it uh, three bottles every once a month, every three months. You can do six bottles. You can do 12 bottles. You can do reds. You can do whites. You can do bubbly. There is a subscription right for everyone. And I promise you that you are going to enjoy every single bottle and you can feel good about it because you're actually gaining the health benefits from drinking these beautiful wines. And they're delicious. I have great news for you. As a Mama's Roots Are Showing listener, you can visit them at dryfarmwines.com forward slash Mama's Roots, that's M-A-M-A-S-R-O-O-T-S, which I will link in the show notes, and you can get an extra bottle of wine for one penny by using that link. You can subscribe for three bottles, six bottles, 12 bottles, whatever fits your wine need, you can find it there. So please check them out. I would appreciate it. And know that when you do, you are supporting my little family. Okay, so let's talk about the ways to connect with our children. It's really crazy to think how quickly time flies, right? The days and the weeks just can go zooming past us. And sometimes we can just sort of feel like we're a bystander. Like we're not taking advantage of the time that we do have with our children. I've felt this way. The reality is that life can be really busy. It can be really demanding and it can be messy at times. And it's very easy for us to slip into this pattern of just getting through the day, right? Marking off that to-do list, ensuring that homework is done, making sure that the dishwasher is unloaded. But when we slip into this pattern we really begin to slack off in being present and connecting with our children. So they may try to tell us something and we're just half paying attention. Uh-huh, 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 
not even listening. Maybe we're thinking of the next errand to be completed, right? It really doesn't take long because just a couple of these disconnects can really start to have this impact on how we're all doing in the house, right? We start to see the behaviors change in our kids and in ourselves. We may be really easily triggered. Our child does one thing that we've deemed as rude or um, as a misbehavior and we're ready to just fly off the handle. Or they are unwilling to listen like they normally do. So if we feel moody, if our children feel moody, it's really imperative that we step back, reflect, and take an honest look at the last time that we truly, truly, truly connected with our kids because parenting is all about connecting. That's the secret sauce. It's what creates the beautiful relationships and it's what fills our cup. Probably 85% of the parenting issues we have can be resolved and or prevented by connecting. Okay, but how do we do that in these meaningful ways and still have time to handle the laundry, the dishwasher unloading? Um, Maybe we have to um, send out a bunch of emails, meet that deadline, run all those errands, all those duties of life. The reality is that we can't just set aside an entire day to connect with our children. We still have things that we have to get done. So I do love the idea of really big, grandiose things that we can do with our children, whether it's taking a vacation, having a special date night. Um, Those are wonderful ways to connect with our children. But in the day-to-day, because remember, it's not the vacations. It is the day-to-day. That is what's building our lives. So we need to find ways to connect today. And that's what we're going to be unpacking now. So one thing that is such an easy way to do this is to get down on your kid's level. So kneeling down, crouching down, these are often suggested when our child is having a hard time or when we need to connect in these um, moments of challenge, these challenging moments, right? And there is a reason behind this. When we're towering over our children, they have this natural re- this natural response of feeling attacked or scared. Um, I can remember feeling this way when I had um, an aunt of mine who I had gotten in trouble with, and she was sort of towering over me. And I'll never forget feeling so powerless in that moment. It's an image that I can think of today. And so sometimes we forget how our body language can feel to a child. And so we often suggest in these challenging times to kneel down and crouch down to their level. But we don't have to just wait for when we're giving an apology or when we're trying to address um, misbehavior to do so. We can do this throughout the day. So simply kneeling next to our kids, getting down to their level, changes the entire dynamic. They see us on the same level with them, the same side, and we can try to make the effort to get down on our child's level whenever we're engaging with them. So if you have a baby, get on the floor, crawl next to them. 
If you have toddlers, you can sit on the floor while they stand. Sit next to your child at a table rather than stand over them. So this simple shift will really inspire a greater connection just by giving off the correct body language. So as an exercise, I challenge you to try this today, tomorrow. Just set your intention and say, today, I'm going to notice where my child's level is physically, and then I'm going to match it as much as I can, and then see how that feels for both of you. The next thing that is a really cool thing to do with your kids is to teach your child something new. So... This doesn't have to be, again, this grandiose thing like, uh, I'm going to teach you how to do archery or I'm going to teach you how to go kayaking and we're going to spend the day working on just this specific thing. Again, those are great and I would encourage you to do that with your children. But on the day to day, we might not be able to achieve that. So let's find these little pockets where we can teach them how to do something. So remember how we were talking about the laundry and unloading the dishwasher, things like that? You probably have some stuff that needs to be get to, that needs to get done around the household. And all you have to do is bring them under your wing. You can show your little one how to use the broom and the dustpan. You can show them how to fold hand towels or how to flip pancakes. And yes, It might mean that you have to spend a little bit more time doing those tasks, but the payoff is great. I can tell you right now that my seven-year-old makes pancakes or waffles pretty much every single morning. It's one thing that I don't have to worry about. He literally makes breakfast every single morning for us. It's amazing. And now he's teaching my one-and-a-half-year-old to do it. But I had to have those moments with him in order to show him how to do it. So take your child under your wing, bring them alongside you, remain present, focus on that connection. It doesn't have to be where you have this end sight of, well, now my child's going to make pancakes for me every morning. If they do, great. But you don't have to have that thought. Focus on the connection at hand rather, rather than the task. And you might be really pleasantly surprised to discover How quickly a load of towels can get folded when you're enjoying doing this together. Um, It doesn't have to always be chores, right? Show your child how to make an origami craft or how to play your favorite card game. Bonus points if you can share how you learn to do whatever you're doing, whether it's a game of Uno or... um, learning how to make macaroni. If you share with your child during that moment, maybe how you learned how to do that. That's another way to make that connection even deeper. Just recently, I taught my eldest how to play um, the first song that I ever learned to play on the piano. And it was just this beautiful moment because I was going into my heart as I was explaining to him about when I was learning how to play the piano. And he was so tuned in and he felt so excited to learn how to do this with me. It was a moment that I will cherish forever. And it really provided this wonderful connection. So over the course of the next couple days, once again, set your intention and find these ways to bring your child under your wing. Whether it's with chores, your artistry, whoever you are as a mom, invite them to see that. 
Show them how to do something from start to finish and then give them your undivided attention. The third way to connect with our children is to tell your child about a special memory that you have of them. I think most kids just absolutely eat this up. I know that mine do. And honestly, I don't care how old you are. Everyone loves to hear the story of how they were born or how they came into a family and how they were greeted with love and adoration. So you really have to set the stage for this. You know, ask them to snuggle up with you and hold them in close or come snuggle up with me and we'll lay together on the bed while I tell you this story. Did your child scoot rather than crawl? Did they light up whenever they heard their favorite song and start dancing? Did they have a funny way of saying something? What did it look like? So just allow yourself to get lost in the details as you share this. And then you can both feel that connection as you delight in the memories that you have created with each other. The next thing that you can do is look in your child's eyes. So this is actually pretty sad, but as children grow, the daily gazing that the parents look into the child's eyes occurs less and less often. Think about that. You know, it's much easier to do this when we're snuggled up with a little baby, but sooner than we like to admit our children are on the move and we're on the move with our busy lives. So that beautiful eye gazing happens less frequent. And to be clear, I'm not talking about, you know, looking into your child's eyes when they're talking. I'm talking about once again, getting down to their level with soft eyes and gazing into their eyes. So take a moment to do this and let that soft and warm gaze convey how much you love them. Let them see it on your face, in your eyes, in the way that you look at them. And it's great to do this after a hug or maybe after they've shared a thought with you. Or you can just ask for it. Hey, come over here. I think you're getting bigger, kiddo. And then kind of measure them, look at their height, and then create that moment to just gaze into their eyes. It sounds so simple, but it is so incredibly powerful. Reclaim that. It's something that we tend to um, let go of without even realizing it as our children grow. Reclaim that. The last thing that we're going to talk about is giving our child the lead and then following. This is also a very easy way to connect with our children. So instead of you taking them under um, the wing, they now get to take you under their wing, which is really cool role reversal. So ask your child to lead you in a play or some activity. But the catch here is that you can't interfere. They can't show you how to play chess and then they have different rules and then you take over. Uh-uh. You have to let them completely own this. You can't interfere or guide them in any way. I know that that's my default, right? Oh, no, no, no. That's not how you play checkers. Let me show you. So as parents, we have this tendency to want to guide and to teach. And that's that's great. That's normal. It's natural. But we have to check ourselves to see if it's actually necessary. And oftentimes it's not, okay? So 
If your child is playing with something or doing something in an unconventional way, it is perfectly fine. You know, you can change the rules to board games and play a different way. You can pretend that Batman is bad, right? So let go. So my kids, they love to teach me how to draw. And we have what we call art classes where my children will sit me down at the table and give me a step-by-step instruction on how to draw something. And I have to follow their lead. And I always try to do my very best. So whatever it might be, allow it. Allow them to own this space. Allow them to feel what it's like to give that connection and get it back, right? So reversing the role of the leader-follower relationship, it builds a different and a very exciting type of connection for both people, right? For our child and for us. So try to implement that in the next couple days as well. Again, you know, I'm guilty of this. I can listen to a podcast. I can read a book and I think, oh, that's amazing. I should do that. And then I don't do that. And then I forget about it. So my challenge for you today is to really think about these five things and to implement them in the next two days. So let's review. You want to get down on your child's level. You want to teach your child something new. Doesn't have to be big. Folding the towels. Tell your child about a special memory you have of them. Look in your child's eyes with soft eyes. And give your child the lead. And then you follow. So do those five things in the next couple days. And then let me know how that feels for you. Because I can guarantee that you will have reestablished a lot of that connection. So these are things that are in addition to the many daily hugs, the snuggles, right? The planned one-on-one date nights. But we have to really be intentional and aim for finding these opportunities to connect. We have to be in charge here and make these happen. Because after all, this is what it's all about, right? All these little connections, these day-to-day connections, those are the glorious moments. That's where the connection, the relationship is built. Remember that connection is the secret sauce of parenting. A million times over, connection, connection, connection. So if you want to build a beautiful relationship with your kids and you need to repair some of the disconnect that you've been feeling, maybe they've been feeling, the only way to do that is through connection. So please try these out. And remember that we get one motherhood, so let's make it one for the history books. I hope that this episode helps you connect with your child today. If you found this episode to be helpful, I would love it if you would share it with another mom who maybe needs to hear the same message. And please leave a review wherever you are listening.